0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Old oh Jazz Podcast. Today I have with me Amanda Darch. We're going to talk about astrology, how she is self thought in astrology. We're going to talk about the North Node, and we're going to talk about looking at the muck, specifically some of the, my muck in my chart. <laughs> we're going to... We're going to talk about Saturn Return, which is a very significant event when you're about 29 years of age. We're going to talk about her quorum healing of people, the guides she connects with on her journey. Ooh, the past lives. Apparently, I had some Romanian past lives and much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the new episode of All the Jazz. I'm my host Matias, and I have with me Amanda Darch. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's really great. It's exciting.
0: Thanks for being on all the way from Australia. Melbourne, Australia, right?
1: Yeah, that's the one.
0: Yeah. Sha- shout out to Dylan who's also in Melbourne, Australia. All right. Uh, so um, you are in into um, spiritual and healing work, right? And astrology. And astrology is something I was very, very interested in when I was about 19, 20. Uh, and um, yeah, let's start there. How, how did you get uh, really interested in astrology?
1: Uh, it was in June of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had, I experienced my reawakening in Feb of 2017. And I didn't realize what was going on. And I thought I was going mad because I was having a lot of astral experiences and a lot of energy and everything going on through my body. I was having visions and premonitions and um, in the waking, like waking life as well as in the dream, in the astral. And at the time I had no idea what was going on with me. I thought I was going absolutely crazy. And my girlfriend who is my hairdresser said to me, why don't you go and see Moni? She's a tarot reader. Mm. And I'm like, okay cool like never been adverse to any of thing like that I've just never done it before I went to see Moni she read my chart and within about five minutes I was in tears because of how accurate it was oh wow was, and, was she really yeah. experienced
0: though she must have been really but experienced she, or something
1: she was self-taught oh wow um, I don't know if she'd ever done any but she was very very psychic too like so and it's, it's funny because I've done this, a similar thing to her. I've self taught my, I've self taught myself astrology, you know, and, um, it's only up until last year that yeah. I actually a couple of courses. Mm-hmm. So it was June of 2017. I had my first chart reading done and tarot reading on the same day. And at the end of this, or, you know, in the middle of this reading, like well, I'm crying, like, cause of how accurate it was. And she's like, darling you need healing and so we all like she gave me the number of a reiki healer I rang her that afternoon as soon as I walked out of Moni's house and she was booked anyways two hours later I get a phone call from this reiki lady being like I've just had a cancellation do you want to come in so not only did I get my first tarot reading my first astrology reading on the one day I had my first reiki healing on the same day
0: oh wow it's intense you know
1: when yeah, like when, you know, it's like the universe just aligns everything when it's divine timing. I'm just getting covered in chills right now, like with, mm. you, with saying that to you, you know. So it was December 2017. Um, By the time I bought my first tarot book, uh, first astrology book, textbook to teach myself. And August of 2017 was when I uh, bought my first deck of my right of tarot deck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cool. so I've been teaching myself all of the things ever since yeah
0: and uh, how has your life changed Did you did you change any of the habits you had before and did you start meditating or anything like that
1: well prior and i think i kind of think one triggered the other so i was like had alcoholism issues depression anxiety suicidal ideation for years like Uh, probably from 2013, it got really bad, through to 2015, 2016. So I was working the corporate world. I ran, I was practice manager of a law firm here in Melbourne. And
2: uh,
1: yeah, I used to consider myself a functioning drunk because I would go and run the law firm. But then as soon as it came the end of the day, I was into the wine and the Scotches. I was a big wine and whiskey girl. So um, yeah, it got to 2015. I was like, came to the realization one evening after receiving a vision that I didn't know I was capable of having. uh, I had a vision of what it would do to my father, like him breaking down and I felt physically just getting covered in chills. Every time I tell somebody this story, like, which isn't very often, I just get Mm. covered in chills because it was a moment where, like I felt every bit of his pain not only did I see him breaking down in my third eye, in my mind, you know, I just thought I was imagining it. Uh, I felt all of his pain. So I then, after 18 months, two years of being suicidal and not telling anybody, uh, went to my girlfriend. I said, the only reason I'm not doing it is because of my dad, you know, and then Mm. I put myself on SSRIs. I started sobering up and took myself to AA, like went with a friend who was already in AA.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, then it was probably, I would say December, 2016, uh, I had started looking into meditation and everything because I was like, I don't want to be on these SSRIs anymore. You know, I didn't want to be on the anti-anxiety meds anymore. So I thought, well, I'm getting sober. So I'll try meditation. And then January of 2017, I was meditating at least three times a day for an hour. And it was all focused on opening up my my vision. I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to understand what was going on.
0: You mean the spiritual vision? You wanted to understand more?
1: Well, yes. Like in January of 2017, I was meditating, sorry, for relaxation purposes of, you know, just you know, get, keeping my alcoholism under control because I was only like 60 days or 90 80 days sober mm-hmm. or by January. Um, yeah, so I was doing it to stay sober and get off of the meds. And then by February, I start, had my first premonition, my first astral experience. By May, it got really intense every wow. single night. And by June, I was ready to commit myself into a psych ward. To be honest with you, I was like, this is just too intense.
0: Well, but you, I guess you were not, uh, you were not totally grounded if you were uh, trying, if you were just going out of body, uh, willy nilly every night. Like that's something I never experienced. That I'm, I mean, that would be kind of cool, but I would be kind of. Uh,
1: it's kind like, of scary. Yeah, I, scary. I I astral <laughs> I astral projected at one of my last office jobs. So I was, left yeah, once I left the law firm and went and worked for an insurance firm doing trust accounting with them. And one afternoon I was so far out of my body. Like I felt like a little six-year-old on red cordial. Like I was just everywhere. Yeah. And so I rang my Reiki lady. I'm like, can you please come and help? Like, can I come to and see you tonight? Like, I really need to see you like right now right and yeah i laid down on the table and she says no wonder you're feeling like this you're not even in your body you're out over in my backyard right now running around Hmm. and i was like whoa okay so yeah
0: by the way like i said in the podcast really love the 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 japanese background uh -hmm. really yeah Yeah. really i think i need i need something like that here bring out more the the light the light in me maybe (laughs) i don't know by the way is there is there a a fan or anything i I hear i'm hearing a slight steady background
1: oh sorry i'll be right back
0: okay oh it's uh it's the ac we're gonna it's
1: the heater because it's cold (laughs) it's cold here in melbourne right now it's getting really icy
0: oh it's i is it yeah fixing to be winter basically right
1: yeah yeah. so like the evening it really really damp like okay. the air um so sorry about that no, no worries
0: no worries no worries um
1: i've tried to take it out of the recordings before it's quite difficult
0: yeah but uh the uh, the way i run this i keep it organic so i'm probably not gonna cut this let's let just right. keep <laughs> I mean, yeah so, i don't
1: like i don't like editing stuff out either
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it comes um comes more uh, comes across more naturally so um, how did you find uh, Reiki? And when you started Reiki, like what was your experience with it? Uh,
1: being a receiver of Reiki mm-hmm. for uh, probably, oh, I would say maybe eight months, 10 months before I went and got my certificate. Okay. Uh, I still remember the very first time I ever had a Reiki because I walked out of the lady's house in June um, of 2017, I remember walking out of her house and feeling the ground underneath my feet. And it was like such a surreal feeling. I'm like, I can feel the ground through my shoes in under my feet right now. Like that's so bizarre to me. Like that's how impactful it was. And it was so, so powerful each time going because of I guess the vessel was ready, you know, the vessel was ready to receive the energy as well. So each time I had a Reiki session, which um, at the very beginning I was going every fortnight, uh, it, was, it was just tremendously powerful and tremendously beneficial for me at that point in my journey. And so eight months later, uh, I connected with Martine Salerno of uh, Blue Angel Reiki here in Glen Waverley. And she is my Reiki master, if you want to call her that. Um, She's the teacher. And I did my certificate one and two with Martine. And she's an angel in herself. Her, Her energy is just so soft and just she's amazing. So, yeah
0: what i know of reiki is that it's not um it's not an energy direct it just goes where where it needs with where the energy itself feels it needs to go so like
1: um is intuitive correct
0: right because i've had a reiki session a few times uh and uh it it was like um the lady was like uh, wherever it felt it needed to be for a time then it it stayed there and like and you become like a, of, a sponge of energy. You like it keeps. Uh, it, you just draw where you need where, where you need it, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And it does, you know. Like mm. I, I could be holding your hands. Yeah, but you will be receiving wherever in your body the reiki needs to go. Mm. You know, like I don't need to actually place my hands on. on specific chakras you know because yeah i could just have my hand on your shoulder or my hands on your shoulders and the reiki would automatically tune on if it was required even like sometimes you know like people who have had attunements we feel our hands get warm and sweaty when we're in the presence of somebody who needs a healing you know yeah yeah so yeah that's how powerful it is yeah and it's unconditional love like it's source energy
0: so reiki can be done at a distance as well correct but is it the same energy though is it the same effectiveness though if you do it at a distance than it is if you do it in person
1: i feel in this now moment of you asking me this i feel it would be more beneficial to receive a, a distant healing because this way like the way you set up a distance healing is to first and foremost preface it with the higher selves of the practitioner and the recipient that the recipient receives it at the best time for them Hmm. you know so nine times out of ten they're going to be receiving it during their sleep right where they're most open where their minds are switched off there's no expectation there's no oh, I need this to go here right now, you know? They're the most open and the most uh, receptive to receiving what is, requ- what is required of the healing for them, you mm. know?
0: That's interesting. That's
1: what, is, that's what I feel is the correct answer in this now moment, yeah.
0: Right, maybe because um, and things have changed because of the uh, the whole COVID lockdowns and all, and I think people mm-hmm. maybe are more open to or or maybe prefer in some ways to have a, uh, distance long distance healing session, than before yeah, like two I mean, years ago.
1: That's right, exactly mm. right. Because I used to have people come and have Reiki healings in my studio here, where I am now. I had a bed set up along this wall here, and I would have clients come in and and I would do hands on Reiki. And then last year changed everything, and I've done probably about eight to ten distant healings um not all paid because sometimes i'll gift distant healings to whoever needs them you know um and the power that's like i'm not a reiki master i'm only reiki certified to level two i'm not a reiki master Mm -hmm. however the energy that has been coming through me and the the quantum leaps that these healings I've been taking since doing absent healings more regularly last year
2: mm-hmm. is
1: just next level you know it's just unbelievable and the because I do a full report of course through the chakras for the client so they know oh, wow. what I'm intuiting where yeah, what I'm intuiting during connecting in with their higher selves and wow. their energy to do the healing
0: so you can no. so so like could you like uh give a report to, to a person like reporting on how open their um whatever seven or how, however many chakras they are so you can so report
1: seven, seven major chakras. yeah yeah
0: yeah so you, you can do that like you can give them like statistical <laughs> breakdown on how open they are basically
1: um i don't focus on that I don't focus on how open or closed. What, what I f- tend to focus on more naturally with the way in which that I do my work is what are the wounds that are uh, sitting there as perceived blockages uh, that are stagnating the chi, the energy, uh-huh. right? So when I tune into some, and everybody, every Reiki practitioner, every distance healer, You know, no matter what label you want to stick on it, we're all dealing with unconditional source consciousness, Mm -hmm. unconditional love, that energy of that, okay? Um, Every practitioner is going to have their little twist on it, their little modality twist on it of what and how they best work, right? So for me, my, um, I don't want to say area of genius, but what comes up a lot, with clients is all right cool well what i'm feeling in this area like when i'm reporting it right i'll tune into their energy i'll be in their base chakra for example and i'll get straight away like there's something when you were eight or six years old you witnessed an argument between your parents and that really struck you it scared you at the time and this is why it's causing x y and z like and that's just an example that popped up in my head right right now speaking to you
0: oh oh the um for, for my for my base chakra
1: well no but i am <laughs> you, so okay, okay. <laughs> yeah you know
0: <laughs> right okay so no it's it's okay if if you want to um if you want to i I'll, i'm happy to be the test bunny if you want to focus on a particular chakra
1: no i don't need to to give examples okay um, i just don't believe in coincidence either like whatever comes channel, through my channel i believe it's meant to be received you know or heard so
0: right did did you say argument between my mother and and father Hmm. no i think there was an argument about was my mother and somebody else though but it was when i was really young yeah anyway that was uh, yeah that that was very interesting um but I, i feel yeah reiki is is very useful what what kind of differences have you found in the clients like uh what kind of healings uh is um is reiki able to um to do for people
1: well because we're each a quantum reflection of one another right this Mm -hmm. is a hologram so i have a lot of men and women coming to me with like alcohol issues because that's what something i've healed in myself like um self-confidence issues because that's something i've had to work through myself yeah. Um, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, apathy, feeling lost, feeling like they don't know what they're meant to be doing in this life.
0: Oh yeah, let's focus on that. That's a big one. <laughs> so I sometimes feel like that as well. So I can I can really relate. Like, what is because I feel like in the part of the psyche about purpose, I think that's very important in people's lives. And that's if you don't have a purpose, I think. Uh, Your life is not as full, and it's kind of, um, it can hinder you in a lot of ways.
1: Well, yes, it can, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: it all depends on what definition you want to place on purpose. Some people are born to be stay at home mom and dads.
2: Yeah. 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 Some
1: people, you know, like, so it depends on how grand a vision you have for your life. You know and with north node in taurus what i'm feeling is to say to you that you know um with a north node in taurus that's the dharma of a north node in taurus is to realize that they don't need anybody to complete them they don't need somebody else in relationship to complete them and i feel that this is bleeding over because i know that your son and moon are in libra
0: okay and, now we're talking astrology already okay that's cool well
1: it, that's the thing with me it's it's, it's i'm not it can't be pragmatic because everything is interconnected
0: yes this I is can't, pragmatic. i can't,
1: be, I can't <laughs> cut distinctions i'm not saturnian ruled i can't cut things into little nice pretty segments you get everything all at once
0: yeah <laughs> um so yeah, for all of you who don't know, I, I the astrology is very fascinating to me, and I gave her the my 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 date of birth and all that, so she knows uh, a little bit about my birth chart. So um, mm-hmm. then okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Could because I think the North Node in astrology it seems to me very important. The South Node, if I understand it correctly, is the past where you were in the past lifetime.
1: Mm karma yes it's our karma and it's the lessons and uh, also wounding that we're bringing forward into this incarnation
0: Mm. so so if mine is scorpio so if mine is scorpio then that means that there was a lot of chaos and or kind of dark stuff in the past lifetime is that fair to say
1: I'm hearing potentially it will be depend on which house you're talking about though. Oh I
0: don't because know. Because the
1: housing system is another is another element and variable. Okay. Yeah, to to that. Um, but what I'm feeling about South Node in Scorpio, because I'm still studying, you know, like I've only been studying since 2017 mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I'm not even one tenth of the way into understanding absolutely everything I wish to about astrology, but I can tell you intuitively what I'm feeling about your South node in Scorpio, especially I'm feeling that it's in the eighth house of Scorpio. I'm feeling that there was a lot of destruction in your past life, a lot of war, a lot of personal turmoil mm-hmm. that you had to overcome and this is why in this lifetime with a North node in Taurus, it's giving yourself permission to rely on other people, but not in a codependent way.
0: Hmm. But also rely on myself and build something like a nice That's environment. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Especially if it is in the second house. Yes. What yeah. if it's,
0: what if it's in the third house might be in the third um What is a? By the way, the the houses. Every house. Uh,
1: I'm doing the math in my head, and then you ask me another question. And I'm like, oh crap! Now I'm gonna do the other way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go. I'll, I'll. I'm blank. Okay, go. Ask me.
0: Um. So each house represents something, right? Each house of so the first, second, third, and.
1: Um, it's the same as the zodiac.
0: Right. Right.
1: Aries through Pisces, houses one through twelve.
0: Right, and, and the the planet, or I mean, the sign means how it works, and the, the house mean where in your life it works like that, right? Correct. Okay. At least I remembered something <laughs> from my <That's> time.
1: Right. <laughs> and the planet show you, and the planet show you what is showing up. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so. Very good. I'm impressed. Not many people, like, knew that, like, even that level of it.
0: Right. Yeah, see, I was, uh, I was quite, and, and I dabbled, like, uh, from time to time, because I, I thought um, when the Saturn rising uh, around the time, I was like, ah, oh, I was concerned about where my life was going. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people's life can change, I guess, around the age of 28. Uh, 8 to 30 and uh, Saturn rising is it is that what it's called right
1: we say Saturn return
0: Saturn return sorry yes yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> yeah, uh, so what do you think about uh, Saturn return
1: well from personal experience of having experienced it before I was aware of astrology it was a monumental, like, fork in the road of which way I was going. I look back to what happened and during my Saturn return. And, uh, yeah, I feel having a Saturn return, it gives you a choice. It does give you a choice of, all right, cool, so the first 28 to 30 years, this is what my life has been like. Am I going to keep going this way, or am I am I going to now, you know, focus on a new direction, or am I going to make a better, a make better of the situation that I have journeyed through to to this point? You know, because some of us we're born we are not born successful. That was, came out wrong, but we are successful before our thirties. You know. Mm-hmm. And we, we already have just innately this sense of, I know exactly what I want to do with my life. And then there are others of us who don't have that luxury. We're in our thir- early thirties and we're still like, well, what the hell do I want to do? You know? And yeah. it's a combination of, it's a combination of like our environment up until that point, uh, like, you know, family and friends and like our lifestyle, uh, and not to mention any trauma or wounding we've experienced. And then you want to layer on on top of that, you want to layer on your astrology, and then you want to layer on top of that your human design, which, you know, goes even even deeper and deeper again, both of uh-huh. those, into how you function and how your vessel functions, because both human design and astrology are based off one another or human design, sorry, is based off of astrology. So they work very, very closely interconnected as well. So it depends. But so Saturn return can, for somebody, be a massive confirmation year of like, yeah, I'm totally on point with what I want to do in my life. This is exactly where I want to be. For other people, it could be the complete opposite. It could be like something that throws them into like a dark night of the soul and they're like, well, damn this is this what my life's meant to be like, shit, you know, and some people are going to fall into the whole, well, what's the point of being here? Other people are going to be like, well, I'm going to change it.
0: Hmm. But one
1: Saturn return is not going to be the same for everyone.
0: Right. But uh, let's say you, you mess up in the first uh, few years after the, the Saturn uh, return. Does that, does that impact the next uh, uh, 28 to 30 years of your life? Like is that does that set a set a pattern?
1: I I love this um this sort of like uh, and I'll use the term loosely judgment. All right. So like how did you mess up? How did you mess up? Because I, I, I don't I like yes there are mistakes in this life. Yes we make accidents. However, are there really any accidents when everything is cumulative on this just soul journey of evolution? You know we're here to learn. We're here to have the the human experience. Right. Mm-hmm. They're only detours, and the detours further add to the wisdom and medicine that we're here to give. As
0: okay, a let me let me reframe this. So, if somebody starts with a detour and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> turn, does that mean that a detour will last a whole thirty years? Or I don't believe no, no. Okay,
1: I'm feeling no on that. Okay, yeah, I haven't I haven't studied like it studied it, textbooks studied it, but I'm feeling a no is the answer to
0: that because obviously there's not just uh, the Saturn return there's other influences that can you know uh, because I know there's uh, also a thing called the uh, progressive chart which is dependent on time and also there's a thing called where uh, this is even more strange to me like where you are on your birthday and half birthday that that kind of can influence things Uh as well yeah.
1: Did you
0: just say half birthday yeah astrologer told me huh. that it's important some some astrologer told me it could be important like when you're i don't know when you're uh, 28 and a half let's exactly and a half that uh, he was like giving uh people um the good location to be when you're like on your birthday on or the you know birthday and a half oh. i guess
1: it sounds to me, I may be wrong, but what I, what that's bringing to mind right now, is that that astrologer was focusing on uh, what they call like relocation astrology.
0: Yeah, probably or
1: astrocartography. Okay, because that those two practices do take into account your natal chart, right? Of where. You know, um, this is something actually that I've only just started studying myself in the last oh, four or five months. So I'm still really green on it. Very, very green on it. Um, but so your needle chart for a relocation, when you put it through into like astro-, astro cartography, you can see where there are Pluto lines. You can see where there are Jupiter lines right. because of the way in which that the, those planets track and orbit across the face of the globe right mm-hmm. so if this person this astrology was speaking of is heavily focused on astrocartography, um he is probably speaking about like if you're going to go away for a holiday on your birthday yep. like if you're going to celebrate your birthday at a different location You know, he was probably looking to see where would be beneficial, like following your Neptune line or following your Jupiter line or following your moon line, you know, and steering clear from your Chiron line and your Pluto line, you know, because and then the interceptions of these transitory lines as well are super powerful. Like, you know, if you've got a Pluto line crossing a Chiron line or a Pluto and a Mars line crossing um, in one area of the globe, you want to avoid that because you'll probably die there if you went, you know. Like,
0: Can you imagine, like, the, the astrologer gives you like uh, the ideal location and somewhere in the middle of the ocean, and somebody's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna bring up all the money I have and go to that place and be on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so funny that you say that, okay? Because when I looked at my astro cartography, my Jupiter line runs straight up the east coast of Australia, which is something I did in my 20s. Um, however, my Neptune, I was like, I want to live on like my Neptune line. I want to live on my moon line, you know, and most of my Neptune and moon line does go through the Pacific Ocean. And I've always said I want to live on a boat. I've always said that. Right. And then the where they where they conjunct are through places it's which is so funny because the last three or four months of me studying this year and having a look into my own chart well last october last november i'm like i want to go to new orleans i want to go to costa rica and i want to go to la and i looked at the astro cartography and my moon and my neptune moon or neptune one of those or i think it's yeah between thank you um costa rica is like right on my moon line in between my neptune and my moon line Mm -hmm. and new orleans is interesting because my pluto and chiron i think it's chiron goes through there so that's going to be when i do make it finally put my feet down in new orleans i know that that's going to be like a monumental healing Oh, i'm just getting covered in chills telling you I know it's going to be a monumental healing, but also an activation, you know, because i that's one reason why I, lo- I want to travel to these places is because I feel there's an activation waiting for me by just setting foot down on that part of the earth, you know?
0: Right. So is there, um, is there a website people can go to to see what location they need to be for their birthday?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, astro.com. Mm-hmm. Is one of the most extensive and close to astrology software that you'll get for free online, astro.com. Yeah, and you can go to extended chart selection and have a play around in there, and you can use it, you can find it through there.
0: Yeah, and if you're very lucky, it won't be in the ocean, it will actually be somewhere where people live on oh, Earth. That's
1: where i i still plan on having a boat like i you know my my dad's a boat builder i've grown up on the water fishing and everything since i was a little girl and i would have no problem at all in living on a cruiser in the middle of the ocean you know there's still wi-fi out there i'm sure like you know well
0: there's satellite yeah you could probably get wi
1: satellite exactly that's yeah, what and, i meant
0: and solar solar like uh set it up with solar i think it's doable it's very doable yeah that, that would be that would be an adventure, yeah. A big boats, really? boats, with yeah, with uh, with Wi-Fi. Yeah, that sounds ideal. The only problem is you ran out of food. You maybe fishing. Well, no, wait. You could fish. Yeah,
1: I uh, I can fish. Yeah, I grew up fishing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go. Hey, we work out. Um, I want uh. So you said uh, you worked uh, as a lawyer before? No. No. You Hell helped no. out
1: okay. All right let's, uh, let's clarify this. I wanted to be a lawyer when I finished primary school.
0: Right.
1: but when I didn't by the time I finished high school I wanted to do criminology. Did't get make the grades for it. thank God uh, thank you. And um, it was in 2010 when I came back from my overseas trip and living overseas I started working at a law firm. Yeah. And I started off as the accounts clerk and I ended up becoming practice manager. Mm -hmm. So I was what practice manager does all the accounting, looks after all the legal side of things so that the lawyers can keep their their lawyers practicing certificates. And they're following all the regulations with the legal services board and things like that. And that's my that was my role. Yeah. So I was not a lawyer by any means like i have the brain of a lawyer like i'm pretty i have jupiter in scorpio so i'm a really good investigator like yeah i could have been a detective for sure
0: <laughs> right jupiter in scorpio i mean yeah so having uh, having planets in scorpio is is always indicative to uh, having that kind of researching mind to have uh, a or a deep did-
1: diver yeah a deep diver because when you think about Pluto ruling Scorpio, Pluto is the um, like Chiron has a really whack transit as well. Like um, the way I describe it to my clients, I'm just looking for a prop, and I'll give you a little like demo. All yeah, right. I like um, I don't want to use one of my coasters. Oh, I use this coaster. It's kind. It's kind of clean. It's got dust on it. All right. So you
0: can't see. All of the
1: planets are traveling on a plate. Yeah. This is what I do to my clients. All the tra- all the all the planets and luminaries are traveling on this sort of orbit, right? They were all flat on a disc, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pluto goes like this.
0: Can you okay. see that?
1: Yep. Let's see that. There we go. add that. So Pluto travels down into the underworld and then up into the divine, up into the the divinity of God consciousness, right? And then you've got Chiron, and Chiron does this. Wait. Like Chiron goes around wait, the whole world.
0: But all the rest of the planets are straight like that, and then yeah, just- they
1: lay on a flat. So they like that's like they're on a dinner plate, and if you were to put marbles that roll around flat on a dinner Wait, plate,
0: I didn't know that. Is that is that like actual planets are like all aligned except Pluto is like going out of whack, like in a, its own thing.
1: Well, the planets aren't all in a line, but they're all on the same horizontal axis. Okay, and they're all orbiting. If we want to, we want to put the sun in the center yeah this you're with me right you put the sun yes. in the center yeah and then everything travels around the sun like that at all different you know depending on what planet is if it's mercury or it's the moon or if it's earth you know and then uranus and Neptune like right way out here right mm-hmm. and saturn and venus are in here in the middle somewhere right and then you get pluto That's just like, well, I'm gonna do the circle thing, but I'm I want to have a higher look up here and I also want to have a look from under here.
0: Oh that's what I meant. Like the others are kind of level in a way, but not that same, obviously. And then Pluto is like going up and down like through (laughs) okay. I didn't know Um, that. And I and I
1: really ever since um ever since really connecting in with uh with with my shaman, I call them my shamanic family here because Mm -hmm. like do sweat lodge and ceremony together yeah um and ever since connecting in with them in 2018 i've really related pluto to the shaman's planet because it's like the shaman can go into like the blackest of abysses they can live in you know and they can they can traverse the darkest shadows right and Mm -hmm. the demon that we all have within us but they can all say that they, we are the true bridges because we can come back up into the divine realms and be just as comfortable in both those worlds, you know?
0: Yeah. I think I have uh, three planets in Scorpio. So my, that astrologer that I said, I only had one astrology reader, but that Marks guy, he said, even though I'm a double uh, Libra, I think like a Scorpio, he said, because I've, Mm -hmm. i think mercury um pluto and scorpio mercury and pluto are in scorpio i think venus is in virgo Uh, i don't remember the rest maybe saturn or jupiter one of them is in scorpio yeah i think that's about it those three (laughs) want me Uh, to
1: look at your chart now
0: um what's gonna take me a little bit once um i use this site called astro cafe astrology ever use the site i really like it
1: astrology no don't use that one sorry just personal preference
0: oh my gosh (laughs) i'm gonna get a complaint letter from them now no i'm kidding (laughs) imagine if they see this
1: sorry but i've seen their charts and i was just like Oh my goodness, it's like kindergarten.
0: You've seen their chart and you're like not satisfied. There it's not good enough.
1: No, well, I sound like, like a bit of a prick, but no, it's not.
0: <laughs> okay, well, what is
1: it's not accurate enough for me because I'm all about the details. It's the details, the degrees are important, the oh, you know. Yeah.
0: And, and they're can and I the- just yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, can I pull it up on my computer whilst we're on the meeting and I'll and then I'm looking at it directly and I can just do a little mini channel for you straight off looking at it.
0: Oh, you do you have it on your computer right now?
1: No, I can get it up though. It'll take a second. Okay. It'll take me a second. Yeah. Um
0: I found it. Wait, uh yeah, Saturn and Scorpio. There we go. i found it. You. What degrees? Um, da, 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 26. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's, That's very good because the farm, the any planet that is 20 plus degrees, okay? So this is why degrees are important, all right? Because they are the deacons. The first zero to 10, you know, 11 to, to 20, Mm-hmm. second deacon third deacon okay so we look at the zero to ten we look at that as like the baby the one that's still got to learn
0: oh really you
1: know? yeah and then when when you're looking at the teenage to 20 you're looking at the teenage years yeah the, the it's a level of maturity yet there's still level of self-mastery to be acquired mm. and then when you look at like 20 to 30 right you're looking at your innately a master to some level of that planet and that house and that sign of like, you just, you can oh, just wow. sort of know or you just sort of like naturally exude that sort of energy without really even trying. So it's oh, very, fair. very, this is why cafe astrology does not cut it for me. So,
2: <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough. You're the
1: four, four, so remind me 14th of October, 1985, 335 PM
0: uh yeah correct
1: i had a picture Um, of your message in my head 85
0: yeah it's okay we don't have to we don't have to do uh, all of it right now um
1: oh no i just want to get up and have a look quickly okay okay i don't want to go i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you a full session
0: obviously we're doing the podcast now
1: (laughs) what's your what was the place of birth quickly
0: uh n-o-v-o-m-e-s-t-o got you all
1: right cool you got
0: so what would
1: you like to speak about before this loads up
0: so um what what is the significance i i kind of i guess i kind of know it but there is um uh, they this they, they say this masculine and this feminine um, planets or or stuff like that. so. How is that? How is that determined? Like is like is Scorpio male like or, or what? How how do they determine which one is which?
1: Well, you have to take it back to Hermetics. So, it, are you familiar with the Kabbalion at all Mm-mm. and Hermeticism? Nope. Okay, so everything is energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a positive and negative, right, of each, each particle. Let's just say, call it a particle for, you know, to keep it simple. When we look at planets and when we look at energies, the feminine is the negative charge and the masculine is the positive charge. The feminine is the moon. The masculine is the sun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And so when you go throughout the zodiac, and I'm going to, this is like, this was in one of my very, very first astrology lessons in 2017. So I should remember this, but I don't, of which way it goes, that it's like positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative throughout. Right. All right. And and the same with the planets. So okay. you're saying
0: it's, it's that way with the signs and the same with the planets. Hmm.
1: Yes. But I'm and I'm and I'm telling like telling you right now, this was seriously in one of the first first one or two astrology lessons that Moni, my lady the lady who gave me my first tarot reading, she she taught me. Mm. She gave me a couple of lessons. And um she was speaking about the positive and negative. And then later that year was when I um found the Kabbalion. and I found like I found home when I found that book because it's amazing. It's, yeah, Hermetics so, is just next to
0: So Kabbalion is, is a book uh, talking about astrology from a certain perspective.
1: No, it doesn't speak of astrology per se. However, Hermeticism is, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's, it's the basis of, of our universe, and a way of understanding our universe at a different level, you know, because it speaks of the laws of polarity and the, the, and the, the laws of the hermetic axioms, you know, what's coming to mind right now to, to give you an example of polarity and the, the how we self master using polarity is the, the, the love and hate, hot and cold, excitement, yeah. anxiety. You know, and we can, sh- we can feel these frequencies because everything's energy in a frequency, right? Of sound. So we can feel when we're excited. We can feel when we're in fear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's to transmute, you know, is to change perspective. It's mental transmutation, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are speaking of planets and hermeticism, that's I use it in a sense of, okay, cool. Well, this planet may be in a detrimental spot. So how, what's the best way in which we can utilize that? Right. You know, what the not speaking of positive thinking or any of that other fluff, like, I mean, serious alchemy, like how can we transmute a negative, a negative perceived negative into something that can benefit us you know because right. nine times out of ten things we are seeing as negative are really just triggering our ego and triggering our shadow and we're just like oh god no
0: mm. I, have, I have a question about that because um what i've learned through the years on cafe astrology while looking at other people's chart because i was curious is that they they assign a value like if there's a conjunction they give it like plus value something because i understand conjunction sextile trine those mm-hmm. are um positive aspects but then positive aspects but then there's negative aspects like uh opposition and uh, s- uh square um so what does that mean if somebody has a lot of squares in their chart does that mean their life is going to be like um one disaster after another that they're going to have come from a really bad home or that, or that, does that just mean that they have more lessons to learn or more opportunities?
1: More opportunities for growth. Okay. Because a square implies a disconnection of the energies. So for example, if you have your sun square your moon, you're most likely going to have a very poor relationship with your mother, or if your Moon is square your Saturn, your parents right. most likely will have divorced, right? Or had a very brutal relationship.
0: Yeah, I don't think I. Are have you any- checking your
1: chart right now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this in the podcast.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. It's, I love it. You're like taking notes. You're like, oh, is that no, me? No. <laughs> um,
0: it's very good i
1: really want i want people to be this is i love astrology so much Mm. and like the last few nights i've been up until 5 a.m like at the computer researching like pluto transits and neptune transits uranus transits because you know these planets are so influential and of what's going on in the world right now yeah okay so I am so passionate about astrology. I really love, I freaking love seeing other people geek out on it. Like, they'll, you know, it's, for me, it's a divination tool. It's a tool for inner standing and growth, you know? And it was a tool that was used for prophecy at its core of like, okay, so the planets, they're never going to change, you know? The planets orbits, the planets transits, they're never going to change, that you know that you know okay we've got this the north node for example it's in gemini right now okay it's right. at 12 degrees we know in december that it is going to shift into taurus
0: oh good you know? that's what i need
1: you're <laughs> a north node return is just as powerful and and can be beneficial as what a, a Saturn return or a Jupiter oh. return. Can so,
0: be. You, you, so you're saying basically that starting in December is going to be a good time for me to start making money or something like that. Build a house. <laughs> <laughs> Get married. I
1: don't remember bringing <laughs> up money. I don't, I don't recall bringing up finances. Let's just put that right out there.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm um, saying I'm, I'm what I'm, I'm just, I was just putting the question out there. Um, because oh, I,
1: um, what I,
0: you know, I mentioned before uh, the thing about progressive charts, and I know that when things change, um, uh, and planetary wise, it also affects your chart and the way that affects your life. So that's what I'm referring to. So my question was kind of almost like a joke, but half joke. Like, does that mean I? That's a good time for me to to start making a lot of money, or you know,
1: maybe. Maybe it depends on what your progressions are.
0: But by the way, I looked it up. Uh, between my sun and moon, there's a conjunction, so there's not, uh, it's not an opposition. <laughs> I'm
1: having a look. I'm square. having a look now because, like, I have a, I have um, a few girlfriends who are astro queens, and to be honest with you, we've been having a little bit of a dispute on what a stellium is. Okay. So, a I don't stellium be,
0: can you define by, a stellium?
1: A stellium is three or more planets within one zodiac sign.
2: Mm. However,
1: the power of that stellium depends on the orb of conjunction. So, how close are those planets together? Right. You know, if someone has, so for example, I'm looking at your chart right now. Okay. Now. I have three number
0: eight or something, right?
1: Yes. You have a lot in the eighth house. However, because I, I don't like using whole house system. So your house is, your eighth house is split between Libra and Scorpio. You've got sun and moon.
0: By the way, uh, just so, just degree. to double check, just to double check, what's the degree of uh, Pisces rising?
1: For your for your Pisces rising?
0: Yeah, what's the degree?
1: Fifteen degrees and forty four minutes.
0: Oh, why do I have five or five? Is that the same? <laughs> Did we put uh three o'clock 335? three thirty five?
1: Three thirty. 5 p.m. 14th of October
0: 1985 uh, okay maybe maybe Cafe Astrology is off <laughs> maybe it's not 505
1: well maybe that's why I've never been drawn to use it <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a conspiracy why would they why would they collect stuff that's actually not accurate that I don't get that <laughs> well,
1: you know, well you know what it's more to do <laughs> It's probably more to do with the program they're using.
0: Okay. But now isn't that a I've big difference? Okay. I've
1: just put in the coordinates properly. And let me see, because it was saying that it was missing the coordinates when I checked. So it was probably uh, my end that that was wrong. So let me check. All right, here loaded. 506. So only one minute off. Oh. You said okay. 5.05, didn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it.
1: Yeah. So, so only that's one
0: not minute. that bad.
1: So that's not bad. That's okay. not bad at all. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. So uh, stelliums. So stelliums, the power of a stellium is amplified, of course, by how closely the planets are all lined up on top of one another. Right. Yeah. And so I feel that even looking at your... Pluto, a very beautifully close Pluto conjunction within one degree orb of Pluto and being on top of Mercury, okay. Um, Then you've got your south node there at nine degrees. Um, That to me is a four degree orb and that's still quite weak. So it's with your south node there in Scorpio. Like four degrees are still good but three degrees or less would be better for a stellium
0: okay so yeah. i don't have a full stellium in the, in eighth house basically
1: no but you do have a lot of power there in your eighth house because your moon is just over the line in the eighth even though it's in libra
0: wow so that means that it's kind of like um it's stacking in the house of death in a way in a house of death and sex and whatnot well what is that
1: pretty powerful having pluto there uh pluto conjunct your mercury in the eighth as well um i'm i might be wrong okay but like did you used to have like severe tantrums as a kid
0: um a little bit
1: yeah <laughs> because you're a Pisces rising okay your chart ruler is Neptune yeah. Okay. So it kind of automatically makes you a bit secretive, anyway. Like you don't really, you don't really. It t- probably took you a long time to have the guts to come on and do a podcast thing where people are looking at your face, right?
0: Sure, sure, sure. It's it's a big deal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Mercury conjunct Pluto in the eighth, right? Because Scorpio is kind of a reserved, very, very quiet observes more than what they say a lot of the time yeah the fact that the fact that you've got mercury and pluto conjunct to me it and it just it just says to me that like when you would have erupted it would have been because you kept quiet for too long with your son in libra in the seventh house of not voicing what you know what you needed
0: yeah but i mostly uh uh, mostly go the other way I try to not um uh not uh overreact and stuff like that um yeah but that's um, your
1: libra one, isn't
0: it? yeah that'll
1: be a libra sun because oh, you don't want to make a scene you don't want to make waves
0: yeah that's, so the, that's part of, that's part of it as well but as, i also feel like the uh, um, uh, how do i put this uh the uh, the naval chart doesn't um uh, it doesn't tell you uh, directly how it tells you um, the situation at birth, but one could make, um, let's say, spiritual advancement, or they could, uh, or they could fall fo- like uh, make wrong choices. Let's say, do you know what I mean? Like the level of consciousness, because I think that's uh, probably the most important thing in the soul in one's life. thank you um,
1: and me too. And I've, I consider myself like a hermetic slash evolutionary astrologer mm-hmm. because I'm always, and, and because it's just the way that I, it's just the way that I am. I have Jupiter in Scorpio in the fifth house. So I have this innate ability to just be able to see people's pain points and provide like a good solution to that you know, or I have my moon in Leo. So I'm able to see what people are great at Mm because I can feel it and I'll be their champion for it. I'll be like, come on, you can do this. Like this is what you need. Right. Mm -hmm. So with regards to evolutionary and, and your question, right. When I look at a chart, I'm looking to things like Chiron, I'm looking to the pain points, you know, like I'm not a fluffy I'm not I've never been one of those fluffy people who are, who are like this whole rainbows and bloody love and light thing. Like I'm sorry but
0: like that's not uh, reality. Right, like like they see the the midheaven in Sagittarius and they're like, "Yeah, you're meant to work on television, you're meant to be, you know." this <laughs> Cuz that's
1: yes. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, let's look at the dark. Let's look at the at the muck." What do you need to work through in order to become the best version of you? So you want to look at your North Node and you want to look at your Chiron. You want to look at your Chiron first. Like Chiron, oh, me Chiron understanding sounds scary. my Chiron. Mm. Well, Chiron uh, is in a nutshell what they what astrologers term as the unhealable wound. Okay. Oh my goodness. But I don't feel that that is true. I feel that, Uh, what what I feel is like, yes, it's an unhealable wound because it's always going to be there. However, with awareness and Mm self-mastery and a, a continuously ascending frequency of consciousness, the trigger and the charge of that trigger is going to become less and less each time, right? Right. Like I know in myself after learning about my Chiron, straight away now, I'll feel and I'll hear it Oh, that's my Chiron wound. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And then I can just let it go. And it's like water off a duck's back. Whereas ages ago, it would have mm. really eat me up and really, you know. Well, okay. So where's your chiron again? I didn't I, check that. I have that, no actually. idea. I have
0: no idea. I'd never I don't think I ever checked that. I
1: am looking now. I probably didn't Ooh, understand. Your chiron it. is in the third house in Gemini.
0: So communication is that um And what does the third house mean?
1: The third house is uh, ruled by Gemini again.
0: Oh. So, So, but wait, I'm doing this. This is, is this my downside? I've started doing the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Because, well, it's funny because it's conjunct your IC, which is your fourth house and you're communicating from home. Like, look at where you are right now. and you're online and you know um what i feel with chiron in the being in the third house uh it brings to mind things like um you would have been you you would have felt even if it wasn't correct okay uh you would have felt judged by the way you thought or the way that you communicated people would have misunderstood you a lot uh, sure, because they have sure. seen your perspective that's what i feel as yeah. again as i said i'm still learning i'm always learning i'll forever be a learning astrology as long as i'm breathing i can tell you that much right now because there's just so much
0: so it basically to rephrase is like the the communication will be one thing that i'll be working on my whole life
1: uh no because your communication is fine Mm. is good you know it's the people's interpretation
0: oh i see so
1: and that's where the confusion comes in
0: mm, oh i see so it's not that my communication is bad it's that sometimes it's taken taken badly so yes so but but does that mean that i'm unaware of the deficiencies in the communication is that is that part of the
1: it could be yes okay especially because we do have the north node in gemini right now i'm well, just checking because i do
0: know there, there is some problem with um well not necessarily in oh. podcast but um uh, you know family members and all that so there is there is that this is hitting too close to home now <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. all right i did no, warn you is, i did warn you in our call, didn't i
0: this is good this is good um
1: And just to give you a heads up as well, your Chiron's at 14 degrees of Gemini. So I have halfway to go. No, no, not about that. (laughs) Right now in the the current planetary transits and the North Node right now is at 12 degrees of Gemini. So it's conjunct your Chiron.
0: So what does that mean? That it's a good sign? That it's uh, good for... uh... Communication.
1: For a review of communication, yes. Did you pa- uh, start this podcast like not very long ago, like less than a year ago?
0: Um uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah.
1: thought so. Yeah. So would it would have been when uh your north node, when the north node was coming into conjunction with Chiron in uh into conjunction with your Chiron
0: oh that's fascinating this is this is healing
1: this is healing you this is healing your chiron wound is like getting yourself out there and the fact that it's conjunct your ic in the third house right it's very much this is this is healing you on a soul level by by stepping into this arena of hosting podcasts so kudos to you brother well done
0: thank you thank you i'm i don't know i just fell into it
1: <laughs>
0: it just happened um i i wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, the quantum healing that we've touched upon a bit um in our pre-interview is that is that a specific healing or is that uh, you mean the that you try to heal on um uh through reiki but also on the the quantum level of a person
1: well, it's something that, like, as you just said with the podcasting thing that you just sort of fell into it, it's something that just yeah. evolved. As I was doing the Reiki distance healing and doing the reports, what I felt and what came through on many of those healings were not just the present person. It was like I was dealing with they're not just their previous incarnations, but like in a shamanic journeying sense of dealing with them at different ages, Mm. you know, I'm getting covered in chills as I'm saying this. Thank you so much. Like that's my confirmation, you know, like it's just next level because like I I'm feeling trepidatious in even voicing this because I don't know what else to call it other than quantum healing. You know, I don't, I don't know what other people's definition of quantum healing would be.
0: The only the only reason I ask is because there might be a thing registered as quantum healing, or I think I'm pretty sure there's quantum touch. I'm not sure about quantum healing. I th-
1: I've heard of quantum touch. You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, people are uh, like uh, register these things, and and then they become it's not just a phrase then it becomes like oh you're referencing a technique a company you know well, yeah that's like what that. i'm
1: concerned about yeah i yeah. feel that's <laughs> what my translation is just intuitively right. feeling into it I'm so like, you're
0: not uh, referencing a technique that you've learned you're referencing something i'm referencing
1: that... something that's just evolved like yeah, that's yeah. just come about intuitively whilst in the process of doing a healing mm. yeah and because i am I, I have sat and I've, I've journeyed with shamanism and I've journeyed with, I had experienced a shamanic rebirth and in 2018.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the first time during that rebirth ceremony that I had all these different aspects of myself with me during that ceremony. There was like 15 different me's of all these different ages who were ready to be healed, you know? Wow yeah it was so powerful just so so powerful like even walking down to the lake like to do the ceremony i had like you know one of my one of my selves in front of me walking sort of beside me but in front of me and then i had three of them or four of them following me and i remember walking down the path just being like turning around and being like yeah we're going like you know and yeah just next level
0: you saw you saw your your past selves like walking yeah. um, beside you. Yes. Wow, that's like a movie scene. That that could be. Like a different
1: ages. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, and this is why like it's taken me. even my throat is even cracking, you know, talking about it because like. <clears throat> I've I've held back a lot, you know. I don't share a lot of my journey online. Like, if you look at my social medias, like I don't. You know, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, this is what I went through this week. And, you know, <laughs> this is like, this is the, yeah. the depth of opening that I'm feeling. And, you know, I do feel to those levels. And like, I absolutely adore those brothers and sisters that do like write and feel the urge to express it in that way. I, I live that. I just don't feel the need to share that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's me. That's the, not them.
0: The Scorpio so influence, I, you, t- you, you keep it to yeah, yourself. I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so I feel like that's why my throat's cracking right now because it's one of the first times in which I'm really voicing it. Like if this is what I've experienced. This is what I've lived, you know, and I do this sort of work on the regular, like the last night or the night before I had to sit down and do a recording for high vibe TV and I could feel some resistance coming up in me Mm. about doing this recording and I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, so which one of you has a problem? And I'm just standing out in the backyard under the stars, looking at the stars at like 1130, 12 midnight, right? Like which one of you has a problem right now? And my 12 year old self came forward And she's like, I'm terrified. She's like, she was really scared. And I'm like, I just spoke to her. I'm like, you realize this is not like the last time. You realize that, you know, we were born to do this. Mm. You know, we were born to channel. I was born to channel. I was born to be an astrologer. I was born to be doing this work, you know, and I can't, I feel so aligned and so at home, when i'm either you know down a rabbit hole studying astrology transits (laughs) or i'm channeling for people using the tarot and i'm connecting in with my guides like one of my guides from came into one of the readings for high vibe tv um, just last night when i was doing a recording Um, i haven't seen or connected with these guides since 2018. You know, mm. but I had like an old guide that I connected with early in my journey returned to me last night.
0: Right, you and know? you also connect. Uh, I, I notice, uh, or maybe you're mistaken, but I also use uh, that connection now with some other guides, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's guides who are of human form, and then there are guides who are of deity, and then guides who are angels, and then I have other, I guess. Thank you. They've just stepped forward. So they're, they're my first guides from my other lives, they're telling me now.
0: Hmm. You know, uh, uh, do, you, do you know um, of uh, a spiritual teacher called David Hawkins? He's a big influence on me. And he once made a joke that uh, that everybody has a guardian angel. It's just that uh, some of you have pissed them off. <laughs> 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 <I was> like, <laughs> uh yeah I, I just love that um oh and, and lastly let's, let's talk because it's always fascinating to me to talk about uh past lives me
1: too. i could talk about this stuff with you all day brother
0: um so i was surprised in the in the when we talked earlier before we started that you said that i had what, what do you say romanian something yeah. romanian past life one or multiple
1: two um I'm getting between 300 and 600 now I don't know what I told you on the other call but when we when you've brought it up I'm getting 300 and 600
0: oh yeah. ad oh, AD. Okay. oh two in a row in Romania
1: Oh uh, well it may have been I'm not hmm. clear on that but you've had two past lives in Romania they're telling
0: you uh, I used I uh there was this uh friends a uh, friend that I have i had him on a podcast alex he he wrote a book and i had him on but we always used to joke about romanians i'd, I'd be like i'm from romania i do this and I do. <laughs> anyway um we, why I do know. you
1: think it comes so naturally
0: um i don't know well you know it's <laughs> I, I come from a Slavic country so it's not that that difficult to imitate that you know although, although it's similar to Russian in a way you know kind of like that that imitation but um, anyway, so do you sometimes you know healing work um, I guess you come upon an issue that stems from a uh, past life and you're like oh, okay this is this is when uh, you were killed in a bathtub or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's why you're scared of water. Because I've met people that are scared of um, boats or things like that. Or scared of... I, I knew a girl that was scared of pigeons or any kind of birds like that. I was like, this must be... This is not rational. This must be... Uh, <laughs> past life.
1: This Fear is, is never rational. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know what I mean? It's so specific. It's like she was eating by <laughs> birds. It's so obvious. <laughs>
1: What comes up for me a lot lately in readings is regards to more ancestral trauma mm. and also ancestral wounds, uh, to tap in and, and speak into past life things. It doesn't always come up immediately. It only comes up for certain people, you know, it doesn't come up in every, in every connection. Yeah. yeah. So, and also as well, uh, I've noticed that when I'm in channel and my clients ask me questions when I'm already very deep in channel, they can pretty much ask me anything and they'll get an answer. Like you can ask me about your star family or your past lives or anything like that. And I'll be able to answer you and I'll get visions on it all. So yeah.
0: But are you in a different state when you're when you're uh, doing this like or you, you close your eyes like like that and then go into a deep meditation
1: oh that. i could i could make a ritual about it and make a fluffy thing about it and yeah. be like oh just give me one moment please." <laughs> well oh, some, just, some of them do that, I just, some it, learn that way. just give me just give me oh just give me one moment right, like right. no like that's the thing like with pe- when i connect with people it's if they are open to receiving it like though i'll be very chatty like with us here on this podcast you know like you're you're thirsty for this information and i'm hungry to deliver it so that's like a perfect Mm. connection you know like whereas some people they don't want to hear what i have to say and i can feel that energy so i i will remain quiet and some people be, think I'm a snob or stuck up because I don't say anything.
0: You know what, what I'd like... I'm just
1: on all the time.
0: You, you know what I'd like to see is that there's there there was there's been shows made about this and there would probably be more to come. Um, but it's a simple thing. It's uh, usually involving a past life regression. usually a hypnosis. But now that mm-hmm. I see it, it can be done by other people, as long as you find... The thing is, you can find a past life where it's so recent you can find their name maybe their address where they you know served in the military or whatever and you can find yeah, her
1: yes and this then you prove so it <clears throat> yeah this totally intrigues me so much and i'll tell you why mm. before my oh well it was actually after the first time i reawakened in my 20s right i was at a festival and i was a bit high but I had this flashback of being at Woodstock or something like Woodstock, you know, a oh. big festival and having a drug overdose. I so had, you, a, like, you were born after head.
0: 1969, obviously.
1: Obviously I was born in
0: 1982.
1: <sighs> okay. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had this, I had this flash of being at something that looked like Woodstock hmm. and me and i had this like cognition wave and a little bit of a visual of it but this like i died at a festival in a past life like and this is me at the age of 22 23 you know like having this thought and um i've always wondered because when i had my first past life regression done i was told i lived in sydney in the 70s Mm.
0: so
1: i was like well that's interesting sydney Mm.
0: i imagine they must have had some wild parties in the 70s though
1: well absolutely
0: (laughs) and there was no health and safety back then so you know you were you out there by yourself
1: you didn't need those those cotton candy labels of like you know don't put the hair dryer in the bathtub Mm. don't use this while you know those sort of labels
0: yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Woodstock uh, in passing because um, my 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 spiritual teacher, David Hawkins, he was a, a psychiatrist in, in New York and uh, he was like a volunteer for Woodstock. So he had people that were overdosing and stuff. He was treating people.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: at Woodstock. David
1: Hawkins, David Dr. Haw- Dr. David Hawkins. Yes, David the R. man who speaks of the oh can't even remember the word now Ma- map escaping. of consciousness
0: levels of consciousness yes. yeah
1: and the frequencies of consciousness and the activated heart and yes i'm all about that like yeah totally I met
0: him i went to his lectures
1: no way that's phenomenal
0: yeah he was he was a great great man great soul
1: uh, yeah so, uh, his work's amazing
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay no. um what else uh... Do you feel like we've left out before we close this uh, episode?
1: I don't know, but I'm feeling that we'll do another one of these soon because like we've touched on a lot of subjects today. Yes. And I feel like I would love to hear from your followers and your subscribers, like Mm -hmm. what part they want to hear more on because I can talk about this stuff all day. I love it
0: yeah i loved it too it was uh, definitely very interesting with the uh
1: really connect with you
0: yeah it was funny with astrology because we went into uh, a geek mode and i started i usually don't look up things when i'm doing the podcast but this time uh, i'm being i I guess
1: (laughs) to my energy that's why
0: (laughs) (laughs) and also i think because i've I've been doing it for a while so i'm not as as self-conscious as i was early on and uh but I, I, I have to rephrase. I said early on, I fell into it. I didn't quite fell into it. I decided that I was going to try it. And then I liked it. And then I kept doing it. Basically, that's what happened. But uh, I think what you're doing is also great because you have you have a joy for researching astrology and, and healing mm-hmm. and doing that work. So um, yeah, more power mm-hmm. to you.
1: Thank you. And you too. Um,
0: yeah. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a it's been a blessing. Thank you.
0: Thank you, and thank you everybody for listening or watching the podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Please drop in the comments which part you liked the most. I want to know.